This is Margaret Copeland Franklitz, and I'm coming to you today with another episode in Diabetic Survival. So I really hope you don't mind the music. I really like the music as an introduction because it kind of reminds me of kind of like a Seinfeld episode. So it, it kind of became my theme music. I, I, it was really kind of catchy, so uh, maybe one of these days I'll change it, but not yet. Maybe when I come to a year anniversary, I'll probably change it. Maybe, but no guarantees. Um, I might have to actually change what I'm actually talking about in order to change the music because I really like it. Anyways, so today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of doctors who, well, one I know and the other one um, is somebody who uh, um, listens to this other, they actually listen to each other, they actually uh, talk back and forth uh, about different health tactics and techniques. And so, today I'm talking about Dr. Gundry. He's the author of Plant Paradox, and he had a special guest on his show, which actually just played 12 hours ago. His name was Dr. Axe. So, the episode, if you actually want to see it on YouTube, is called Western Medicine is Wrong About This. And, of course, I was going to wait until tomorrow to do a podcast, but I'm like, heck, I already got the information. It's fresh in my mind. They talked about a lot of information, so I'm going to try to go over um, a, a bit of this, and so that way, if you do want to see it, you now know what, which podcast it is on YouTube. Um, but definitely two very smart, remarkable, wonderfully open-minded doctors who you know, uh, in the past 15 years or so have taken on different types of medicine and actually looked at the world with, with fresh eyes. So, um, of course I, I really appreciate that because there's so much to be said about different types of medicine techniques besides just Western medicine. And of course here in America, um, and you know, 85% of my audience is here in America. So there's different forms, fashions, techniques, of different countries that most of the Western world does not even touch. And this is really unfortunate. When I was younger in my 20s, I might have been, yeah, it was 20s. I actually volunteered for an apothecary store for about six months and I didn't really know much about it. I saw all these different types of herbs and spices that I actually sold, but I didn't really know much of what they did and honestly I thought it was kind of weird people would want to buy this stuff like what kind of recipe are they putting this in and you know of course I was told that it was used as a medicine but I knew very little about it I just I was I was helping them out and uh trying to learn a little bit more about it and of course my volunteer time there was over with and I eventually went on to better things and forgot all about that but not completely, not totally. I mean, um, of course, I've always kind of looked at alternative type of medicines as a way to cure my body because, I mean, let's face it, going to the doctor is pretty expensive. And so when you have different issues um, that, you know, that you know that you need to, to seek help for, such as a common cold, 
then, you know, you seek out things that you can actually afford. And of course, I was a, a poor college student at the time. So of course, I'm seeking out different things. And um, I guess I was introduced. Now, now, of course, we're talking a little bit more than mom's chicken soup, you know, when you're sick. Um, that's one thing that I was actually given as a child was chicken soup. And I, I really just not, I didn't care too much for the noodles. So I mean, I, I drink like the chicken broth and some little pieces of chicken that were in it, but I didn't really care for the noodles too much. But this, believe it or not, this little ancient remedy that my mother had was actually pretty good for your body. This is, um, you know, the chicken soup with the chicken in it is actually pretty good for your body, you know. And I guess I said the same can be said about uh, bone broth, chicken broth, and beef broth, which is something that... Um, Dr. Axe actually does talk about. So, because he goes into the ancient Chinese medicine and the benefits of herbs. And, of course, when he was a kid, his mom used to give him chicken broth and, like, for instance, a 7-Up or something with ginger in it. Also very excellent, and it's something that I've actually heard of as well. Um, When I was actually living in California, I had this wonderful roommate for a short period of time, she was Chinese, and of course, one day I came in with a hacking cough, and she's like, oh, let me make you some tea, and of course, not being a tea fan, I, I passed on it, and after about a week of hacking, uh, she finally said, no, gotta drink, you gotta drink this green tea and honey, and you know, she put lemon in it, and there was honey in it, and, and the green tea, and interestingly enough, it literally knocked it out super fast. Um, other things I've tried is are like raw garlic, you know, a couple of garlic bulbs, and you take that at the beginning of a cold. This, this of course, was always considered like an old wives' tale, quote-unquote, something that I had heard online from a friend like 15 years ago, and uh, raw garlic was one of the things that you took before a cold, and allegedly it would knock out the virus, and of course, they're still talking about it today, about how actually garlic and onions are actually pretty good for doing certain things. So this is definitely something that that is kind of cool that doctors are actually reintroducing themselves to. And they're like, oh, well, maybe foods actually do cure certain disorders. Well, of course they do. Herbs and spices have been around for thousands of years. Plenty of people have actually used them to actually cure different disorders. And that's where, this is where it gets really interesting is, did the ancients actually know more than what we know today about foods and actually healing the body? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't see anybody still living today that's been around, you know, since 3,000 years. So obviously they did not cure old age or dying. So people still died but they had some great recipes for not recipes but they had great ideas for foods to actually cure different ailments and so that's what I'm going to actually talk about today I'm actually going to talk about what they were talking about in the podcast between Dr. Gundry and his guest Dr. Axe because it was just fascinating which is the reason why I'm actually doing this podcast now is because I want to definitely share this with you. So, hypocrisy said, hypocrisy, 
no, sorry, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food. And this was actually quoted, um, I believe it was Dr. Gundry who actually said, said this, you know, he was actually quoting Hippocrates, uh, that's his name, Hippocrates. And, um, and then of course, Dr. Axe started getting into the different types of food. And so this is something that I do know about. Uh, he started naming off different types of foods and stuff. And then he came to turmeric. And turmeric, if you're not familiar with it, it's like a yellow powder. They actually use it a lot in India. And it's actually really great at reducing inflammation in the body. So some people say that they don't use it because it's a stinky spice. Um, got to use it on certain foods. Um, it's actually pretty pretty popular in Indian cuisine. So, you know, um, you probably just eat Indian cuisine and actually be, <laughs> you know, have the right dosage of turmeric that you actually need for a meal. Um, and learn how to actually use it. They, of course, have been working with it for thousands of years. But it's also good that, no, this is where it gets into diabetes because, you know, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to actually talk about diabetes in any podcast. So turmeric was actually good for blood sugar balance. And um, this is good to know, of course. Um, It's also good for heart disease and cancer. So um, if food is your medicine and medicine is your food, actually using turmeric in certain dishes actually be very beneficial so of course back in the days uh the apothecary stores they'd actually sell like the herbs and spices to people and you know the the spices and the herbs that they actually used were were an inspiration to the pharmaceuticals in, in today's times to actually come up with new types of drugs for instance aspirin is actually used to mimic willow bark. Willow bark was actually sold in the apothecary store way back when to actually reduce pain and inflammation. And then of course the um, pharmaceuticals actually picked it up and actually ended up turning it into a drug. And of course uh, the first was like bear aspirin. Long story behind bear aspirin too. Um, I'm not going to get into that one. That one can be YouTubed about bear aspirin and their history. So, um, depression was also a big one, but this is, this is where it gets really interesting too, because they're talking about depression and I'm here thinking, oh, I wonder what kind of supplements they're going to suggest with depression. Well, and of course, Dr. Axe being the responsible guy he is, and I can usually tell because of the way he's talking, he's, he's talking depression isn't necessarily, uh, a, uh, vitamin deficiency, which I thought was kind of strange. I figured it would be. I figured he'd say get more zinc or something. But actually what he said about depression is um, like in Chinese medicine, the way that the Chinese actually handle things, they kind of see the broader picture in medicine, whereas like for instance, Western medicine, they'll just look at one cause and then put like a bandaid on top of it. I mean, our culture is like really good about that. But there's actually underlying causes for certain things. And uh, I may not be explaining it right. But to use this for an example, depression. 
they believed that in the Chinese culture there there might be reasons why a person's depressed. For instance, something bad may have happened to the to the person a while back. Well, I think that's kind of a given. But the Chinese say that in order to turn that around, you need to try to forgive that person. I mean, this goes with a lot with spirituality if you think about it. Um, forgiving that person to try to release that depression. And they do have they do have medications for depression. And uh, this is something that I've actually used in the past. You know, somebody passes on who's very I'm very close to a family member. And way back when, like 20 some odd years ago, um, of course, I, my grandmother was on it too. She was actually taking a bottle of St. John's wort. And I asked her about it one day. And, you know, she lost my grandfather back in 85. And I asked her why she was taking St. John. She's like, well, it helps me during my bouts of depression because I miss grandpa. And come to find out that St. John's wort is actually Chinese medicine. It's a natural way of actually uh, dealing with that. Now, of course, you know, if you if you add like the St. John's wort, you're just you're you're putting a band-aid on it. If you want to actually heal that that medical deficiency that you have, um, forgiveness is a great way of doing that too. For instance, well, you might be depressed because somebody passed on and you never said you loved them. And sometimes you got to rip that band-aid off and you just, you have to accept, okay, you know what? I, I need to learn how to forgive. Okay. I'm not going to tell you how, how to do it. Cause you know, some people need to just go to their spiritual core. And like, let's say you don't have a spiritual core cause you don't really believe in any religion. Let's say that's the case. Um, then, then, you know, there's yoga, there's ways of actually reducing, you know, the, the depression that way, which is also great for stress. So, um, the St. John's wort in ginkgo biloba, uh, when dealing with depression is also great for blood flow. Um, walnuts is great for your brain. It has omega-3s in it. But a combination of fats is actually very good for you in, in fighting depression. So they suggest omega-3s and 6s and, uh, you know, the good healthy fats. Olive oil, of course. And now Dr. Gundry, he's famous for actually talking about the gut microbiome. Uh, for the plant paradox, you know, he talks about certain foods and stuff. So I thought it was, I almost, I thought it was kind of funny because I know a little bit about Dr. Gundry and, you know, tomatoes are like the great evil. <laughs> I, I listened to his podcast um, that, or his little, it was like an infomercial. I listened to the whole thing. It was like an hour, hour long because, you know, he was selling this, this book and stuff way back when. And it just sounded absolutely fascinating. That, so fascinating though, I was too cheap to buy it. It wasn't just I was too cheap, I was too poor, so I couldn't afford his book at the time, but I used to try to get as much information as I possibly could about plant paradox and about lectins and how tomatoes are evil and stuff of that nature. Um, Dr. Gundry, I think he believes tomatoes are evil because of the lectins, but there's a certain way you actually cook cook them. Dr. Axe, though, I think he was kind of like poking a jab at Dr. Gundry about the, the tomatoes and said something about how tomatoes were wonderful. I thought that was hilarious. Um, or it might have just been kind of like a slip of something that he said. So, um, I don't know. Okay, I better not get into that. 
time I get chewed out by somebody. But, um, now, Dr. Gundry is famous for talking about leaky gut, but believe it or not, he's not the first person to actually talk about it, and of course, Dr. X talks about leaky gut as well, um, but Dr. Gundry, I thought this was kind of cool, he gives credit to Dr. Fasano, and I don't know anything about Dr. Fasano. That's kind of like me going over Dr. Bernstein again, which I do have an episode on Dr. Bernstein. You'll have to check him out. And um, Dr. Fasano, I'm, now I'm like very intrigued. And when I start researching these different doctors and learning what they uh, like to actually talk about, then I really get into it, especially when these doctors, they're kind of bouncing back and forth and they're in, in agreement and they're talking about all this 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 pseudoscience that's actually going on and of course all the pseudoscience that they're actually talking about is something that I think is very innovative it means that 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 your doctor is totally on top of his game if you go into a doctor's office by the way and uh, you start saying something about leaky gut or like for instance I'm on, on the keto diet and they look at you like you're crazy get the heck out of there they're not worth going to. I, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm just going to say that because I think that uh, as many doctors as I've seen, top-notch, famous doctors as I've seen, and they're they're actually dishing this stuff out. I mean, some of them actually do charge, but, um, you know, like for subscriptions now on YouTube. But some of them are so good at what they're doing that is actually in sync with the other doctors that are actually on there and getting this information out to the public because you know the sooner that we do this the better off we're all going to be health wise and of course this is going to turn medicine on its head too because you know these new doctors they're not learning this stuff in med school you know they go out in the world and they practice their medicine and then they find out that their medicine's failing and they wonder why and you know or or that it's failing for them because they have the same disorder and now they're having to actually seek new alternative type medicines out there so so um this is going to be quite interesting actually you know I'm not trying to make diabetes hard by any means. I'm trying to provide more information out there to make diabetes sound fun and exciting. I think it sounds fun and exciting. I'm I'm not joking because I'm learning so much about my own body just by studying all this information and then doing a podcast. So I retain quite a bit of what I've actually learned and then I actually get to share it. I like that. But there are things that I just don't know. Like, I, I don't know yet uh, too much about leaky gut. So, this is something that I, that's an ongoing project for me. And eventually I'll have a topic on leaky gut and what I've discovered. But I'm getting little bits and pieces here and there. And so I don't necessarily have a big picture that I can actually talk about. But the little bit I, I do know about leaky gut, from what I actually heard is sometimes your body will end up with like these rips and tears in it in, in the, the um in the intestinal wall the gut lining and then you have all this dirty stuff that can actually go into your bloodstream and the stuff that goes into the bloodstream 
can actually make you sick. And they're talking about germs, they're talking about pathogens, they're talking about parasites. This is like not good. I mean, nobody wants parasites running through their bloodstream. So that to me is kind of like a red flag. Like, did they mean it when they said parasites? I don't think I want parasites in my bloodstreams. But yes, in this episode that I'm talking about, they said parasites. So, um, now I want to patch up that, that leaky gut, like, immediately. I've got to find out all the information I possibly can on it. And, of course, when I find out, I'll do podcasts, of course. So, um, one of the things that they were talking about healing it, and, of course, all of this is, like, the superficial information. None of this stuff was the, you got to eat this, you got to eat this, you got to eat this. Kind of like my podcast. I'm not telling you exactly what to eat here. Um, I can over, just go over certain, like, bits of format. Um, but it was kind of interesting, the diet that they actually said. I mean, even their diets are in sync. Meat, vegetables, and fat. Not necessarily in that order. Because as you know, with keto, you're eating the majority of fat and very little meat and very little vegetables. So, majority is fat, though. You need to get that fat in you. That fat is going to fight fat. And that fat's also going to keep you healthy. It's going to get the crap out of your body. And no, you do not need carbs. You have fat on you that your body needs to actually burn. Okay, stress. Get yourself into a joyful state. And this is, goes back to Chinese medicine again. And then, of course, this came from Dr. Axe. So, being happy. Well, if you've already fought the depression, you're no longer depressed. Okay, hopefully you're not. Um, you're taking your St. John's work. Um, you, you know, you've asked forgiveness from your, I don't know, your ancestors for that time when you borrowed the car and accidentally crashed it or whatnot. Um, or borrowed a laptop and something spilled on it. You, you, you get what I mean. But, you, you know, you got to forgive yourself. you got to forgive your past. So another thing you have to do is stress relief, stress reduction. Everybody knows that they need sleep. You you need your eight hours so you can reduce your stress. Your your body, stress stress happens when your body is tired, okay? So when you sleep, then you're better prepared for your your day and then things aren't going to stress you out as much, I'm hoping. You don't want the stress because you don't want the cortisol. So... You know what? Just nip it in the bud, get a good night's rest so that you can actually reduce that stress. And if you're working a job that's stressing you out to where you can't get any sleep, you need to change your job. Just point blank. And you know, I've had doctors tell me that before. And I'm just kind of looking and I'm like, you're kind of crazy. This is back when I was a bus driver. I was totally stressed out at my job. I worked it from uh, 6 o'clock at night until... I don't know, maybe 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I had to totally drive through uh, construction zones. And it was totally stressing me out. I'd have cars cut me off. And, you know, of course I'm stressed. I have 50 people on my bus at times. And uh, one really bad, serious move from a car. And I'm putting everybody's life at risk that's on my bus. And that kind of scared me. Especially when I had somebody go flying through... um, forward one time and ended up banging their head 
So um, I went to my doctor. I was really super stressed out. And he just looked at me. And doctors, they're just so, you know, they're so brutally honest. They really are. Like, you know, they'll tell you, you need to lose weight. I, I, I have not had a doctor say that to me yet, though, which is kind of weird. Um, but my doctor has told me, I'm only going to tell you one word. Two words. Actually, I said two words. No sugar. Obviously, he knew I was smart enough to figure out that breads actually do convert to starches, which convert to sugar. Um, thank goodness I was smart enough to figure that one out, because if if I was, like, really dumb, I would have never figured that one out. Um, okay, so back what I was saying. Um, so meat, vegetables, and fat it help support your immune system. This is fairly basic, right? Your immune system. What the Chinese actually suggest you eat, and I mean, this goes a lot for you know, being joyful as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about 3,000-year-old medicine, okay? Is eat mostly yellow foods. And they're talking about ginger, chicken broth, garlic, onions, you know, yellow or light vegetables. It's supposed to make you happier, I guess. How cool is that? You, can you imagine? Now, yeah, Chinese medicine's kind of goofy in a way. I mean, I, I and I don't know what they say about, like, I don't know if you've ever seen reflexology where they have a picture of a foot and they're like, you rub this area that's good for the lungs and this part's good for the heart and this part is good for um, indigestion and, you know, fixing that area. Not quite sure about that, but... You know, it's just it's just really kind of interesting. You know, they they have might have something to it. And of course, these are my two favorite things in the world that I've actually been very big on, actually suggesting as well, is get your vitamin D and your zinc. And there's a reason for that as well. That's going to help your immune system, and um, also help fight off COVID. And of course, nobody. Nobody, especially diabetics, need COVID. There's another one. Um, usually diabetics are usually lacking in magnesium as well. So uh, the next time you get your lipid panel checked, see where your magnesium's at. Because that's a big one. That is a big, big, big one. So, um, well, that's about it for this podcast. I just wanted to uh, touch up on a few things that I thought might be of interest. And, of course, introduce that podcast to you. Obviously, I have some more research that I actually have to do. Uh, because every every time I actually watch a podcast, especially what involves doctors, I'm always learning not only some amazing things that can help diabetics, but then I'm also learning about new things that I actually have to research. And so this is like an ongoing thing with me. And, and of course, I take a lot of notes. So that way... If I find something super interesting, I just do podcasts so I can share it with you guys. So I want to thank you very much for listening. And oh my gosh, I'm always sticking to half an hour this time. This is great. This means I'm talking less. Not such a bad thing, right? And um, thank you for writing in and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I don't have anything to actually share. Um, Normally I would actually... uh, Sometimes I, I read the letters that I actually get, but I haven't received anything in a couple, in like a week. So, 
Um, I guess it's because you guys are still getting through all those podcasts and all those YouTube videos. So, yay! All right, so thank you very much for listening. This has been Margaret Coatman-Franklitz, and be kind to each other.